What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition, where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you full of spoilers, thoughts, concerns, and a rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello, hello. How is everybody doing? Movie yes, goers. Yes. What's movie, what movie is on the docket today? Today, we are checking out another Oscar-nominated movie uh, called Drive My Car. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, as it pertains to a uh, actor slash director, I believe that uh, um, has gone through some tragedy in the sense of that he uh, finds out that his wife was cheating on him, and then shortly after he finds out, he she passes away, and uh, I guess after some time of grieving, he is asked to direct a movie. Um, that uh, he's uh, sorry, he's asked to direct a movie, a play. Oh, a play. Sorry, a, a play with the gentleman that he caught her cheating with. So it just it's a it's it's an interesting it's a very slow burn of a movie, but it kind of gets to the degree where you realize what the movie's about, which is kind of like this gentleman having to come to like he's never been able to. Basically, never, never confronted his wife. Yes. He never confronted her. He never, um, you know, talked to her about what he witnessed. And actually, like, it seemed like that's one thing that she wanted to do. Like, she really wanted to let him know what she's been up to. Like, kind of get that off her chest. And he kind of was, didn't want it to happen. He kind of was trying to stay away from her to find, you know, because he knew that she was going to admit that to him. Yeah. Um. But I like there was so much there was so much nuance in this movie that I loved about it, which was like Well, the, let's let's get to the first part of the movie. This movie was three hours long. Yeah. And and if this is one of the few movies that felt like it's three hours. It felt <laughs> it felt three hours. Three hours. It was a slow burn. It was a super slow burn. But I think this was the in, the director's intentions because I I felt that the moments, one, it was shot beautifully. There were scenes that were so simple, but it it, it lets you breathe into that silence mm-hmm. of that movie. And I think the silence was another character in the movie. Like I felt that that silence is is something that you, I think it's almost like a self reflection of what they're experiencing, what your life experiences are, at where he's he's mentally at and what he's struggling with, with it that. Those silence moments that you experience with him, you also have a self-reflection at the same time. There was moments in the movie that I'm like, damn, how do I really feel about that? Or like and and you were touching on on the base of that um he never confronted his wife, but I also think that there there was a way it was funny because I think their way of communication was never direct throughout throughout everybody's dialogue. Everybody's because a lot of the dialogue was intentional. So a lot of the conversations was communication was indirect, indirect uh, comments that they wanted to uh, try to portray or explain themselves or convey to the other person. So they threw it, did it so indirectly through stories or through like um, there was a scene that she's telling the story about this girl that she has like a storyboard idea of this girl like going into a guy's place and he would change it. But I feel like there's, there's layers to that of what he, why he felt that way 
other than just be like, you could sell it. Well, I mean, he explained why she, what, because at first I wasn't sure what those little stories, what they meant. And then I realized when he explained later on that that was the dynamic. They had a, after, after they lost their daughter, yes, they had a, the very a weird dynamic that came up, came about. That's what made her into a writer, which was that it was, it was related to sex that she yeah. needed to have sex. And then after the euphoric she, feeling, the, yeah, after an orgasm, she has this, she just starts spitting out story ideas and she wouldn't remember them. Um, so he would have to remember them. So it, it was just like he like he loved their dynamic so much that that's why he didn't want to risk losing her. losing her like it, it was that's so that's so dark if you think about like he loved her so much he was af- so afraid of losing her and the dynamic that even though it was hurting him he's he didn't want to confront her about you know what she was doing and ultimately a lot of the story just feels like can you accept people even if they're you know, even with the terrible things they do, yeah, and that's kind of where you know you get into it. it's it's a very nuanced movie. And then his relationship with the driver was interesting. Um, I I really couldn't tell if the relationship was platonic or romantic. Well, whether it was fought like you know like his was it was like was he a father figure to her? Were they romantic or no. they were grieving with each other? Like I, th- I think their relationship and this is, and, and what's great about it was that they were so closed off to each other at the beginning and these simple rides that, and the funny thing is a lot of the moments was not like they had drawn out con- long conversations for a while until like a comment comes up, like, Oh, why do you listen to this? Or like something like do you want me to play this and you explain it. And I think their connection was, of of grief of loss of pain pain of responsibility because they feel they both felt that they're responsible of their loved one's death uh, besides the, not the daughter but the wife's death and the the girl that's a driver her mom's death i felt that they they under they both have a sense of like of they felt responsible for it through the pain through through loss and there's hard to understand somebody, and this is a great conversation because we we talked about this a lot um, Saturday in the essence of empathy or sympathy, and I think he was sympathizing with her on her loss because he felt the same way that he was the co- he was the catalyst or he was the cause of what killed. He was the reason why he killed the wife died. Like I killed my wife. He she had like a brain aneurysm, a brain hemorrhage, and she passed out and never never recovered. Her mom died in, in a house through a house. Was a mountain slide or a landslide? Yeah. And she got cut under, and then it just kept going, and then she died in the process. She never called for help. She never called for help. And he and she did call for help, but then he didn't confront his wife about the situation. Well, which like he it was, felt like, that it was he almost would, like a cry for help. Well, he felt that if he would have actually approached her when she asked him to approach that, she he would have been there to at least help her. Yes. Like he would have been there present to, to stop, you know, to help her. Um. The interesting thing also was how he treated um, her ex-lover. Yeah. Because it was interesting. Because, I mean, he didn't have to have him in the show, but he chose to have him. Yeah. And the weird part was, especially, oh, man, it was so uncomfortable The when he was playing the scene with the other girl. Like, yeah. the first time that he auditioned. 
and he's playing the guy trying to get the other the the other the wife to cheat, and you yeah. see him and in his mind like that's what that's another weird thing. The whole play felt it wrapped around what he was actually personally yeah. dealing with, and yes. that's why some of the, like his wife reading his wife there's a recording of his wife reading those lines. It felt like. It, it felt like a conversation, and it, it, yeah. And I kept on trying to look for it, where it felt like he was, she was having, he was having this conversation of what's going on in his life presently through these weird, weird, weird little recordings, which are parts of the movie, yeah. And which that's one thing I, I guess I read or I didn't notice is that you never really notice what part of the movie, what part of the show you're in, based on his reading, but because every time it goes to different scenes, so mm-hmm. I felt I don't know if it was he was trying to play the whole move, the whole play out through between his audition between the table reads between the car rides between um another rehearsal between the car ride again between another rehearsal to the final show and this being a slow burn and i and i and and i don't know if you would agree with me this was one of the i want to say in re i don't know recent years or how long but this is one no I want to say, at least for last year's, one of the best ending monologues in a movie. Okay. The, like how it ended, the monologue, the last thing that pretty much puts everything to a basket and gives it to you, like a gift wrap basket. How, yeah. uh, where, where the last scene, um, it was he hired a deaf girl and then she does sign language, this whole ending scene. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Like... It, this is, I'm gonna let you know, guys, guys now, no or females, whatever. This movie is being three hours. Here's my thing: mm-hmm. being three hours, knowing it's a slow, slow burn, knowing that it feels like a slow burn. So it's guys, the opening credits do not come into 40 minutes into the movie. <laughs> that was so FYI, crazy. that was so crazy. And 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 I told Nick, and he he did he thought that they just fucked up. No, I thought that for some reason I kept on thinking like, or was there a movie that they're presenting right now? Yeah, like is this is this some nuance? I didn't realize. Well, I didn't think that they were gonna pro- show the credits of the movie that far. Yeah, out. so for the first forty minutes, pretty much the prologue into where the actual movie starts, and I, one I love that idea because um, sometimes when you have these movies that are very dense in dialogue, very dense in la- and character layer and a character story, um, when they cut it off to like an hour and a half, maybe close to two, you have to speed through the beginning parts uh, and or either do flashbacks to certain moments so you could understand what they're feeling. This one didn't. This took this time to give you that prolong, prolong to understand the buildup to what's going to happen afterwards. And everything he mentally, emotionally has feels throughout it. But being said that, long as long as fuck, and you'll feel it being it's a rewatchable movie. It's definitely I could watch this movie. I think you have to kind of just to get. A, I think you have to. Do, I feel like there was things I was still missing. There, this movie has so many layers that you could just dissect into it. That I feel like you could easily watch it three or four times and still get something different every time i, I didn't have a question though what's up? um or let me i guess not really quite more just your opinion right? yes yeah of course so there's a part where the, there was an intense part in the car where he's confronting her lover yes and in a way they're kind of 
he letting him know he knows without saying it. Yes. Oh, that was such. But also, like Woo. one thing, one thing was it was weird because his attitude as far as the the the, the young guy that was sleeping his wife, the lover, the lover, his attitude was so that the in his face like it. It feels like it went from sinister to sad. I felt like at first he was about to say something super dark and sinister, almost like, because obviously he's telling him that she would tell these stories after sex. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes, well, I know the end of the story. You're like, so basically you're you're telling him like this is after sex. Yeah. Without saying it. But anyways, so it is weird because his face went from this weird little like, Dark and sinister, like I'm about to tell you something to mess you up. To this weird, like he was so sad face, like he was he was in tears, yeah, like, like holding back as much tears as possible to sell him. And there's a, the the question I really had was there's a part where the 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 main guy, the main director, actor, is telling him how he knew his wife was cheating on him. But she, he didn't just say with one person. He said with multiple lovers. Yes. So I wasn't sure if that was just a surprise to us to find out that that wasn't the first time he caught them or he caught her cheating on him with other people. And, like, this was an ongoing thing, like, for a long time. Like, we, I was made to believe that this, this is the first introduction to what happened to what his wife has been up to. But apparently in that scene where, where we let yeah. you believe that this is actually something that has been going on and he's been hiding it for a long time? Or did he just say multiple lovers to this guy as a way to hurt him? Um, That's what I felt. I wasn't sure if he was if he was just trying to kind of admit to us and the audience that that one little snippet of what we saw was just one instance. Not no, I think not the like it, it was like it was so much more that he knew about. Or did he say it in that way to kind of make him hurt? Like I felt like he was trying to. I don't know if he was trying to hurt him or not. I th- and that's a good question. And I think I, I to answer that, I think he was honest in that moment because at first he the guy kind of like how you said he was trying to showboat, be like, yeah, I slept with your wife because I I have the ending of that story. And I think he was honest with him to be like, you're not the only one. She had. Well, no, other- she said that. He said, he, like, yeah, he, he said, said it prior to that, to him saying that, though. Yeah, because he, he said was, prior to admitting the story. Yes, because then he, that's what she was. Uh, he was. He would say that she would sleep with other men, not just one, other actors, and that, um, like, on the dramas that she would cast, and each relationship ended with the drama, and another would begin with a different a drama started. Mm-hmm. And I think, and also, you have to reflect back to when he, when he, when you caught her, you're like. When we when we saw her scream, like oh shit, she's sleeping with the guy. He didn't. He was like, all right. He closed the door, kept it quiet, moved, and he kept it moving like nothing happened. And and I think, no, but that's what yeah, but yeah, that we let to believe that's he said, kind of said it. He did it to not break, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, well, the question was, I, I didn't know if that was in that scene. Was he being honest? No, was that the first time? Like, was he surprised by it? No, because at this point it's already it's it's already no, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, there's no indication whether that that was the first scene. Like I said, I don't know if he said that to hurt him. I felt like he said that to hurt him, but I couldn't I couldn't tell. Um, the other part was that that was funny was because uh, obviously he he had some kind of like he it's weird because I I I think he started off 
give him that part to hurt him mm-hmm. because obviously you know it's almost like he i want you to play my role i want you to i want you to feel how it was to be in my to be in my shoes yes and that's the only reason he picked him was to give him that part so that he can know how it is to be in his shoes literally yes. that was the scene that wasn't one character that everybody knew him for yes was that i was that Uncle one scene? Vanya. yeah so I felt like it was almost like, you know, you hurt me and I'm not going to allow you to play who you are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want you to play my role. Yeah. You know how it is. So it felt like a punishment. Yeah. But, but more more of as a punishment to understanding what yeah, you said. Yeah, to understand where I'm coming from. And then like he didn't really do anything bad throughout this, the whole thing. Uh, but like he would obviously give him little nuance. Like when he realized he was sleeping with the other girl, he goes, oh, you know, we were just talking like you guys don't speak the same language, man. Yeah, like like don't even lie to me, bro. Like you don't even speak the same language. Um, and I love that fact. I love that one thing I loved about mm-hmm. that is that he cast his cast or people from different descents, different er- er- regions of the country, and all different uh, languages that they all each of them spoke differently, but they all in unison try to speak Korean, mm-hmm. to, using that dialect. Well, also, like, the scene wasn't for a deaf a deaf person either. Yeah. But he gave it to him because, like... She... Yeah, I, she guess, I, I got emotional because her, her facial expression when, when she was um, when she was uh, auditioning. And that's what I also loved that. And one thing I enjoyed... The screen above the... The screen above the yeah, play. Yeah. It shows every different language so everybody that comes in can watch it and still get the same information. Well, we, we live... I, I, we live in a, a bubble. I mean, we do. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. We live in a... We live in a, in the states. We live in a bubble because I mean, English is not the national language, but we treat it as is. yes. Um, it's more of just recommended, but we treat it as is. But we don't really like. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are places like New York. New York, is, New York has a lot of places where they adapt to other languages and cultures. They kind of you know like have catered to it. Yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, if other countries work that way, where it's like if they're gonna do a play. And you're going to cross so many boundaries of, like, language and, and location that literally every play is designed for anybody to be able to watch it. That's awesome. Yes, yes definitely. Um, what was that? So, yeah, the movie was uh, was interesting. I actually got more of, like, I got way more involved as it went through because at first I really just, like... Uh, you're like, I, fuck. I was getting through three minutes. I was like, oh, this is getting this is going crazy. This is too much. This is too much. And then, you know, like I said, after a certain amount of time, I just started getting more and more involved and I think more and more into it. And then I was just Everything like, kicks off after the opening credit scene, which, which is the funniest thing, when it's 40 minutes in. Oh. Everything kicks off after that. Because after that, you have little interactions and little uh, situations that become, has to be addressed. And the pacing and how everything is it's set one behind the other after that was so yeah. beautifully done. I guess I would definitely cut the time down a little bit, but for what is worth, it is rewatchable. It's it's a beautiful movie. I definitely know. I definitely see this as. I definitely do put it as Oscar worthy. This movie. It was a good movie, and especially I like the fact that he he didn't necessarily forgive this guy, but he did play his right before right before everything happened. He did play the role of a mentor. Yeah, like he was like you know something. This kid actually just wants to be better. And I'm basically still kind of judging him for being in my whole dramatic situation. Yeah. But no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help him. 
So I mean, I'm, even though it was such an angry guy, like it was weird. Um, so the movie, the movie, the only thing. Okay, I have another question. Yes, let's go. Let's give me the. Question. I mean, come on, you have to ask some question. Why was she driving his car? Why was she driving? At the end of the movie, she's she's driving his car, and I'm like, it had so many questions about that. Like, was she driving to see him? Was she driving? Was she living with him? Like, did she? Did he just give her a car? Like, I, I just. It just felt like with so many questions. Yeah, and then the dog. The dog too. It was an interesting. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like that was well, that left it very open. And I think and I like that because I think their relationship was very ambiguous too. Because like, I think you're not really meant to know what the relationship was. And I like that. I enjoyed that. That's one thing. It it left it it left it open enough that you could conclude your own ending. It could be like, you know what? After all this. He let go of of this anger that he had towards his wife. And one of the things that he held so precious that he says, like, I take care of it. It was his car. So he's like, I'm going to let go of that. Let go of all that, all that history that I have attachments with that would be with my wife would be with this car and everything else. Let me let go of that. And the person that would be well, would be worthy of it would be her. Because now she's finding her new beginning. And she knows the value of what, uh, how much value and Carrie took into that, that she says that she appreciated if she ever had that car. Like, that's my ending. I, I, I felt like that he, he, he went on back to where he lived and then she kept moving forward, but with his car. Well, she mentioned something about getting stuck there because she didn't have a car. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we, I think if we knew how to read, um, obviously, uh, was it Japanese? Yes. Better. We can see because obviously there's this the scene where she's driving down the road. I felt like if I was able to read the the, the where signs, she's going, that might make more sense with something that maybe she mentioned before in the movie. Yeah. As far as where she was going to, so I don't know. The movie really like that part of really kind of confused me. But uh, how I, would you? Like, I how, how would you? How did you interpret the ending? That's a good. How did you? I, this, that's how I interpret it. How did you interpret it? I don't know. Like, I mean, she was obviously happier, but because the thing is, it's it's weird because I could see them, like, not necessarily falling for each other, just a companionship, fight. more like, of a companionship than well, anything. Well, I mean, they didn't really have it. Like, they didn't have one or the other. It's almost like if you told me they ended up together, I would believe you. If you told me they just became friends, I would believe you. Like, they they had a connection. Period. Yes, but it was never made clear how that the how that like the, not even their dialogue or their physical actions, whether that relationship was was uh, you know was uh, romantic, was it you know platonic you know like it really wasn't indicated. So yeah. if you were to sh- tell me in the end of the movie that they were or like he was gonna play a mentor to her some of that. How would you have want? How would you have wanted it to finish? I don't know because because it's because it, it's so. I was kind of wanted to be. I kind of wished it was more romantic. At the same time, it's creepy because obviously he mentioned how she, she would have been his daughter's age. Yeah, if she was still alive, and I'm like, oh, that just makes it creepy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it was like I really couldn't tell you um, how to. I would have interpreted like I mean, how would I want? How would you would want it? I think I'm okay with. Any of it happening, as long as they stayed connected. Yeah. I think they both needed each other, period. They needed each other to move on with their life, and they found that. Yeah. Yeah. But, 
You ready for some quotes? Let's do some quotes. Go what's for your, it. What's your favorite quote in the movie? So there's a part in the... <laughs> um, okay, so there's a part in the movie where he where uh, he's... There's a guy who basically hired him on or was like part of the the team that hired him to be part of the, the director and all like yeah. that. So he's giving him a ride home and he goes, you know, I kind of, you know, thank you for kindly offering me to take me home. Uh, may I invite you to dinner? And he goes, I don't want to be intrude. And then, well, there's something I have to apologize to you about. He goes, what is, what is it about? What is it? And he goes, you'll know when we get there. And I'm ahead. I'm like, that's just, that just felt like such a like baller move to play on somebody like, Hey man, can I invite you out? Like I need to apologize. Apologize for what? You find out then, like what? <laughs> like, like that was like even his face when he looked at me he goes, "Oh what?" Because I just, I it just had me rolling because I just, especially his face. It's like, yo, I need to apologize for something. What? Well, I'll tell you then. Like, we were serious. <laughs> you literally tell me you did something wrong to me, and now I gotta wait for dinner to even tell me what it is. Yeah. So yeah, that was my favorite line. I, I I think my favorite line was, I think this is when they were driving, um, to where her mom died. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I remember where to jump. I'm sure I'm, I remember the scene. Uh, this is where uh, uh, Kafku starts speaking, mm-hmm. and he says. I don't un- truly understand her, or at least some crucial part of her, and it w- may well not. It may well end the way now that she's dead and gone, like a small locked safe lying at the bottom of the ocean. It hurts a lot, but what comes back was um, uh, Tatsuki' uh, response to that was goes. But Mister Kafku, can any of us ever perfectly understand another person, however much we may have loved them? And I was like, damn. That was it's true, though. It was something else she wrote in there about that. But, I mean, people are complex, man. It's like, you know, you, you, no matter how much you love somebody, how much you, you feel like you know about them, there's, there's just things that, unfortunately, we might not know. We might not ever find out. Or we might not find out what they're yeah. capable of. And then the other quote, this is my first one and the second one, I'm going to do a little honorable mention right. second place, was, um, I think he says, he goes, those who survive keep thinking about the dead. In one way or another, they will continue. We must keep on living. Everything will pass. I was like, fuck, I need this fucking movie, bro. It's like, I didn't, I, I, I didn't cry in this movie like I did for Coda. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of self-reflection, and and um, when I read that, I'm like, I thought about people that passed away, and like even even the the, the previous line I said about, do you really truly on, learn, understand everybody? And I'm like, I thought of you, I thought of other family members, my wife, my my brothers, my sister. I'm like, do I truly understand them? Even though I love them, but do I truly understand them in every aspect? I guess, and and I was like, oh, I'm like just. A lot of self-reflection and, and, and relationships and communication came across. The way I could tell you is this. I think, genuinely speaking, we might not always understand. Like, there might be parts people don't want to tell you. Um, but there are pe- there are things people are always telling you. Like, as far yeah. as even nuanced, you know, directly, however it is. 
The only thing you could do is listen. Because uh-huh. unfortunately, like I'm saying, like I think that's the most important part because I, I see it all the time where I see people wanting to share who they are to other people and sometimes they don't use the right words or use the correct language so people don't hear it. And that's, yeah. the, that's the part that hurts. So as long as you keep an open ear, I think you'll be fine. Because unfortunately, we just can't. Like, it's yeah. difficult because there's parts of people can't even, like there's parts of me that I don't understand, that I don't know. And that's hard to even to tell somebody else. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I have to, I have to learn who I am before I can actually. Sh- it's Shit. almost like I, it's like I have this. You know, you have things inside you where it's like you don't understand it yet, and it's weird for you to go around telling people about parts of you that you you yourself haven't truly understood. We're always so, learning about something about each other, yourself we every day. We always should. Yeah. You know, I mean, all those little little gems of the world. Yes. So, so let's get into these Nikki's. How many Nikki's do you give? Drive know. my car. I don't know. It's almost like you give Nikki's based on like some type of weird con- comparison, and it's difficult to say what I compare this to. But um, if on the range of a movie, it's so complex. But uh, I would say three and a half stars. Three, three and a half Nikki's. Three and a half Nikki's. Yeah. It was a great movie, and I liked it. I just, I don't know, like. Uh, how the people are going to absorb it? It's a, such a it's, a, it's a big ask. It feels like it feels like yes. I mean, it's a lot to it, and you hope it's a universal message where everybody kind of gets the same thing. Yeah, but it is, it feels like it's it, it would hit and miss with so many people. I know. So here's what I'm going to say: Prevy, my my score. Yeah. If you're a person that do not does not like slow burns, don't watch it. If you're a person that uh, is it, it that. It's not about the analyzing of human interactions, communications, uh, mental journeys, and emotional journeys. If you're not about the analyzing of a movie on, on beyond a surface level, do not watch this. Let me say that before. But and and like I said, the only gripe I have about this movie is that it felt like three hours, but it was worth it three hours. Um, they could have condensed it possibly, but overall, I'll give this four and a half Nikki's. All right, there we go. All right, so that's three and a half and four and a half Nick, three <laughs> half Nikki's from uh, from Nick, and three and a half, four and a half Nikki's from myself for Drive My Car, which you could find it on HBO Max right now. So go there, check it out. Um, if you haven't seen it, go uh, watch it. But you already heard our review on it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, if you did see it, let us know what you thought. As always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at from my mom's garage or email us at mfmmgpodcast at gmail.com. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week, guys. <laughs>